Yeah, how you guys been doing this week? Pretty um, good. Yeah, pretty good. My one my two weeks off, so I've been doing fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Works. No, I I hear you there. Yeah, work's been still a little bit busy, but I uh, my last day was on uh, Friday, um, and then I'm off till uh, I think the fourth. I'm back, uh, so that's been kind of nice. Just you know, not having to worry about that as much for the time being. I'm trying to catch up on games in my backlog. No, absolutely. Well, it's I think about the same sort of schedule time off that uh, Beats and I are on right now too. Yeah. And, uh, it's been a chill time. What have you been? Uh, what have you been playing lately? There. Well, uh, I mean, there's always the Destiny going on. Um, that's a, a regular occurrence. But I've been trying to, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> been trying to like intentionally ease off of that a little bit, just because when I when I'm going hard on Destiny, it means that I don't really play much of anything else. Um, and I feel like the the holidays are prime time to sort of catch up on some stuff that I maybe pushed to the the backlog a little longer than I wanted to. So. Been going through. Um, been playing a lot of Control, uh, the Remedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in the last like forty-eight hours, um, I think I've put in like seven hours maybe on it. Um, I had started it before, and I've been playing a bit of that, but um, hadn't touched it in kind of a while. But I'm back into it now, and I'm really enjoying where I'm at with it. So that's sort of like the the main uh, AAA title that I've been resuming. Uh, beyond that, I played a little bit of Guacamelee, which I'm like, I think I'm at the final boss checkpoint, so I just got to wrap that one up. And then there's the the Steam sales and uh, all sorts of stuff that's on the, the oh yeah, that's right stuff that could be added to the queue. But uh, I'm trying to resist that as much as possible. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's fair. I think we've all got that library oh, of, yeah. of Steam games or whatever library maybe you you prefer to use yeah. given your platform. And yeah, it's I, uh, I got games on all platforms that I need to get to. I've got a, a Notion doc. <laughs> yeah, Notion is exactly. like a note taking application, and I just I have like. Um, headers for Nintendo Switch, Steam, like Epic Games, uh, PlayStation Four. Um, with like, there's like ten things in each each of those lists. So I'm trying to whittle that down as much as I can. Well, it's good though. It's it's uh, it's good to try to like get into different stuff and really like kind of push yourself to experience uh, like different games and just the ones that you always keep kind of going back to. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, even you have like Destiny and stuff too. I guess yeah. I guess everybody's kind of got something like that. Well. But... And it's funny you mentioned that because, like, in the I have basically I make like a top ten list of games that I've actually completed each year, um, as you, I think uh, Bigby knows. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's kind of it started as an exercise to to get me to sort of stick with games more and sort of complete them more regularly. Okay. Um, so I basically whenever I complete a game in a certain year. Um, I may I add it to like a completed games in this case it'd be completed games 2020 list and I log sort of the name of the game what platform I beat it on the date so like you know Saturday February 22nd I beat the Resident Evil 2 remake and then if the platform that I played it on has that information I log like how many hours I spent playing it um, and it's a little bit of like a, a nerdy exercise but I mainly did it because I wanted to sort of have that achievement of like oh I crossed this off the list and this is the date I did it and then at the end of the year, I can kind of look and see this timeline of like, oh, I beat like a couple games that month. And then um, it was just to sort of like inspire me to, to feel like I was crossing things off the list and encourage me to like start new games and play more. Uh, but at the three spot in my top 10, at least how it is like tentatively right now, I, there's some other stuff I want to maybe get to in 2020 to finalize the list, um, is a game called Observation, which I'm not sure if either of you have heard of it. Uh, but it's, mm-hmm. it's on PlayStation 4 um, and Steam at the very least. And I played it on PS4, and it's basically um, 
it's a story set in a space station where you play an AI called Sam, like S-A-M, um, and you just get like rebooted and the space station has been like completely fucked. Like something has happened to it. Um, your crew is like all over the place, but you get rebooted by this one crew member um, and she's basically walking you through your startup routine and trying to coordinate with you what happened. Um, and the whole game you play as the AI and she's like, I need you to run this diagnostic routine and like switch your camera to this other pod in, in this part of the space station. Um, and eventually you get this, these little like um, propulsor jet orbs that you can load your AI form into. So you can like jet around the space station and do tasks with this little robotic arm and stuff. Um, but it's really cool and it goes places like there's some like occult horror stuff eventually that's like really huh. interesting uh, but the whole time you're playing is the ai and let's just say like shit goes down um, <laughs> but the way it, the reason it was interesting is because it's a game that i don't typically gravitate towards that kind of like i don't know it's more story based and kind of experimenting with the story and seeing what happens and like trying to figure out the mystery and uh, that was a really exciting game for me to play hmm. Damn. Would hardly recommend. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's on cool. sale on a Steam sale right now too. Uh, worth checking out. It's it's not super expensive either. It was like thirty bucks when I bought it, and I think it's it's maybe like twenty now on sale. Okay. Yeah. What about you guys? What are you been playing lately? Well, um, <laughs> funny in terms of mentioning uh, the Destiny stuff. Oh boy. I've actually been playing a <laughs> good bit of uh, Halo. Oh yeah. I had never really played much of the Halo games before, and I was debating between a f- couple different things and, and potentially I was getting the Master Chief Collection. Yeah. And uh, my boyfriend basically really pushed me to get the Master Chief Collection because he really likes Halo, and uh, he, he, and I, he and I could basically play that co-op and stuff, right? Yeah. So he was pushing for that, and I you know, I figured, yeah, it's fine. I, I've been kind of looking to just have a game where I can just sort of shoot some dudes and kind of that sort of experience, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I never really played them. I was kind of, it was interested in like the story and the world of it and stuff. So I, uh, I grabbed that and I've been working my way pretty steadily through, uh, Halo Combat Evolved, yep. uh, just kind of starting at the beginning and, and working through each of the games. But, uh, it's been interesting playing it and cause I, I, I don't play it. I'm not as into it as much as Zoo is. Um, actually, while we're on that note, oh, yeah. we should take a moment and start the episode properly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Balcony Banter. Hello. <laughs> a little late, but uh, how's it going, you guys? Welcome back to Balcony Banter. Yeah. <laughs> it's episode 11, and uh, we're continuing our celebration of the holidays with our good buddy Zoo. We actually got him on this week. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we finally got yeah. uh, our music guy on the show. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, it's great. Um, yeah, he's that guy we've been talking about every week. Thanks, <laughs> sir. The music you hear on on every episode. Um, yeah, I, I, which is something we greatly appreciate. I strive to be elusive. It makes people appreciate you more. I find you know you gotta you can't just dole it out every day. You gotta be uh, hard to find. Increase your stock yeah. stock market value. You gotta make them want it. Yeah, <laughs> it works for MF Doom. So I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> can't argue with results um but yeah uh it was just funny to me in terms of uh going through halo combat evolved mm-hmm. um and thinking back to to like how like basically thinking back to destiny and all the time i've spent playing that yeah 
and how there's a lot of things I'm noticing in uh, even just the first Halo game that it really feels like a lot of things that were kind of like the progenitor of things that we would see later in Destiny. Yep. Like one of the Covenant dropships is like coming down to like open up its sides and the Covenant dudes start dropping out. Yeah. It just felt a lot like, you know, fallen, fallen drop, drop ships, ships coming Absolutely. down. And, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and especially where I'm at now, where I'm going through uh, the library fighting the Flood, um, like the three four three guilty spark is basically oh yeah no absolutely yeah he's definitely the <laughs> prototype for for the ghost as a as a uh, an entity um but yeah i always like i i enjoyed the halo games i played them all i think all of them up till i never finished guardians because uh, yeah meh, bungie wasn't involved and that doesn't mean necessarily that it was a bad game but it was a bad game um <laughs> uh, those, there's there's a correlation there not a causation necessarily but um yeah i uh i always enjoyed them i played a ton of online uh pvp of halo 2 uh on the original xbox and i played a ton of halo 3 the same way in pvp i think i beat all the campaigns at least once um but i really just kind of en enjoyed the deathmatch and things like that um but but yeah, for some reason I don't know what it is. It's just Destiny really really hit me. It's like if you took uh, the mechanics in World of Halo and smashed it into like the mechanics of like the the world mechanics of like Diablo two. And it's funny because those are both games that like growing up I played a ton. Like uh, me and uh, Ditcher Stu, who was on the podcast previously. Um, me and my and him and our high school friends, we we must have uninstalled and reinstalled and gone through phases of playing Diablo two, God like you know, tens of times. Uh, you know, one of it, we'd all uninstall and we'd be like, oh, we need a break. And then a, a couple months later, one of us was, yeah, hey, so uh, I reinstalled and we'd all kind of groan and then follow suit and then we'd get sucked back into it. Crack into the pressure. Yeah, but that that like feedback game loop of hey, here's loot and it's random and you can earn it and there's just hordes of enemies to mow through mixed with the uh, you know the mechanics of shooting and jumping and the impact of the the way the guns feel with halo it's just it's a match made in heaven and i am kind of disappointed because i was i was almost positive that i was going to have the strength of will to not bring up destiny on this episode <laughs> Just because it's a little on the nose, like Big B and B's probably too. Uh, these guys both know that I am. Uh, I I never shut up about Destiny, and it's mostly <laughs> born from uh, just wanting people to play it with me, um, and not usually getting any takers. But uh, but yeah, I was I I was wondering whether this would come up. <laughs> I get on it now and then. Yeah. I don't know. I the only thing I take issue with is just like. I don't know. It's some of the things around, like, the microtransactions and, like, I don't know. They want to have a season pass while they still want to, like, charge you for, like, every expansion that's come out. And I mean, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's... Well, the season pass comes with the expansions, though. Like, at least the first one does. Oh, and then does the, well, and okay. then the season that's... passes are optional. You still get the season pass. It's just, it's the typical, you know, there's a free track and a premium track. But you're not you know, obligated to pay for the, the premium track or anything like that. It's just, it's usually what it does is it, it speeds up how you get access to the big ticket items and you just get less of like the, uh, the, the track that has like currencies that, you know, you can grind less for if you have the, uh, the premium. 
I I do enjoy Destiny. Uh, I but yeah. I really need to like ha- uh, play with uh, friends around. Yeah. Uh, but like that's why I'm really excited for when cross uh, platform comes out for it. Me too. Oh man, yeah. that'll be so fun. We get everyone from like my friends who play Xbox, people who play PS4, yeah, Five, like get just get everyone. Well, I played D1 on PS4. I mean, that was like it basically you had two options at that point. But um, I when Destiny 2 came out, it launched on consoles first, so I bought it on PS4 and I played, you know for whatever the, the month or two that it was available exclusively on ps4 and then i when it came out on pc you know i jumped ship and restarted because i was like yeah i want i want to play this on pc um but as i mentioned like not many of my friends play destiny and the couple that do um are ps4 uh exclusive so um i agree cross play would be amazing because then i can you know still play with those people without having to compromise like i find i when i have to jump back on the ps4 which i have done just to be social and play with those people um i feel like i'm playing with a potato like i, I my <laughs> turning radius is all messed up my like my gamepad muscle memory is is shot because i'm so used to mouse and keyboard i literally might as well just be wearing like you know i don't know hockey pads on my hands when i'm trying to play that game on, on console now yeah, it it can be quite the adjustment for uh, PC players to like kind of make the jump to controllers. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like with a yeah PC mouse, you can have your sensitivity way cranked because you can change your mouse DPI settings. Yeah, you can't do that with controllers. Well, my problem too is that I'm I am not a high sensitivity console player. Like I in most games that have a scale of like one to ten for for like gamepad sensitivity, my controller settings are usually like one or two. Which is not ideal for PvP because you know you need to be able to turn on a dime, um, and that's tough to do when you are turning at a rate of one instead of like ten. But I've never been able to play gamepad games with like super high sensitivity, so mouse is much more my jam because I can get the same sensitivity by playing with like wrist movements as opposed to, you know, just little twitches. Yeah, I. I, don't know, I used to be more of a console player mm-hmm. for a long time too, but I found ever since I got like more used to doing shit on PC, especially like FPS games. Oh yeah, I have a really fucking hard time playing an FPS on console now. Especially, it's especially the same like Doom or like Doom Eternal. Like those games are they just feel so fluid that when you when you play them on a console, like I played the the twenty sixteen Doom on my PS four, um, and I really enjoyed it. Like I love that game, but um. It's just it's not the same as being able to just like zip around and and quick point aim at things and shoot them and feel that fluid like like you're just flying in the game. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. See, I was I'm like kind of like Big. Totally get that. I'm the same as Big B. Like I was mostly a console player. Well, I still prefer like console players or just console purely Mm -hmm. because like I just grew up with it. But like um, I personally with FPS shooters on PC, like I cannot use a mouse and mouse and keyboard to save my life. Like I feel, I do feel like I'm getting better at it because I've been playing quite a bit of Apex lately. So, oh, yeah. but I just, I'm just so used to a controller and just like being able to aim and stuff. Huh. Yeah, I never had a game really so... growing up either. Like I, I was always console. I had like Nintendo, Sega Genesis, well, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, all that stuff. Um, but then I had a gaming PC when I was in like, it would have been like late 1990s, uh, and. I had that while I was in high school, 
and it was never like a super powerful rig but like from that point on i didn't have another gaming pc until around 2016 so i i really had to like relearn that muscle memory for mouse and keyboard and most of that i credit to overwatch because when that came out and um, our group of friends was going real hard at overwatch along with everyone else on the planet oh Um, yeah that was a glorious time (laughs) that was basically like my my crash course and okay you need to get your mouse and keyboard skills up to speed again and that's you know pretty much why i'm decent at now at destiny is just because that was kind of trial by fire doing that man it's been a while since i've really i don't i've considered reinstalling Battle.net to play overwatch yeah. i reinstalled not that long ago but i haven't actually booted it up i just i have that group of seattle friends that i've been playing destiny with oh and yeah some yeah. of them I... are really big overwatch fans and i i downloaded it again in preparation but i haven't booted it up but i kind of i've been itching a little bit maybe I... I do quite enjoy Overwatch. Uh, I haven't played it in a while, but I it's one, probably one of my uh, more played games, at least. Besides, oh, yeah. like, League, I guess. From 2016, when it came out, till about, like, mid-2018, as a group, we sunk so much time into that. Like, I, I think we, we all oh, fell yeah. off together, which is part of why we all just kind of, like, dissipated yeah. out of it. But, um... Yeah, when it was on, like I, I went through phases with like a bunch of characters. Main, mainly Junkrat. I played a lot of Farah. I played a lot of uh, Zarya. But like we all, we all kind of went through phases. Like I know Bigby here was a big uh, Torbjorn main, and then he did Safara. Uh, yeah, it was just such a good game for like the memes and the social aspect of like getting everybody together to play and like the Jeff Kaplan interviews, uh, just uh, everything man, around that. I still have such a uh, fucking blast. Oh I yeah. I, I still have videos. that, uh, that art print I love uh, poster that someone did <laughs> from, uh, Calm Bravo when we went there yeah. of, uh, it was the drawing of Jeff Kaplan. It was like a uh, wrestle with Jeff prepare for death. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was, fuck me. That's such a classic. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, problematic microtransactions, though. I uh, Destiny is nothing compared to the <laughs> amount of money that I've spent on loot boxes on Overwatch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big B knows. It was like every seasonal event, they would just be like ribbing me, just being like, hey, so how many uh, how many boxes did you buy? And I'd be like, uh, I really don't want to say. <laughs> but Overwatch <laughs> is like severe cosmetic, their loot boxes. Well, Des- Destiny is, too. There's nothing that is like beneficial well you can get the exotic weapons easier with the passes yeah but i mean you still get it at rank like 35 if you have the free track all it is is it's a quick quick thing and uh that doesn't bother me as much i know it is a a gray area for a lot of people but um, well you also need to it's a uh, shortcut not a yeah i i was just gonna say i yeah i don't know i like i like destiny as a game like there there are a lot of things i really do enjoy about it um my bigger issues with Destiny have always just lied more with, like, there's never really enough at launch. And I don't know, it's... I, and I get with some of... Like, I know there's some reasons behind it, and I, we don't have to dig too deep into that either. But, like, some of what they've been doing lately, too, with, like, gating off older content as well, it's like, well... I don't yeah, know. that's one thing but, I don't really like about Destiny as well. Just, like, they're taking away shit you've paid for. Well, like, yeah, the content and, and like is a that's... bit of a nuanced issue because it's it's not that they're they're gating it off; it's that they're they're basically taking stuff offline so they can revamp it with the new engine that they built. So everything that's in the game currently is using a completely different engine to the one that was running before this current expansion mm, uh, launched. 
So okay. they, they weren't very good about the messaging about it, but basically they're taking that stuff offline so they can retool and rebuild those worlds in the new engine and add in some of the old strikes and the new new destinations. So the, the end result is that right now it's kind of a, a drought um, for anyone who's not like a diehard like myself because, you know, they did remove a ton of stuff that was already available, but it's kind of a, you know, let's suffer in the short term. And then when they, you know, have the capacity to launch all that stuff again, there will be, you know, hopefully Venus, the moon, Mars, like all the planets that were in D1 plus the ones that they've added since. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, that's going to be a, a bit of an undertaking. And I think it's partially because they, uh, you know, they're, they're no longer beholden to Activision anymore. So they've got, you know, it's, it's tough to be an independent company and they wanted that and they got it and I'm glad they did because now they have the freedom to sort of guide the game but it that's sort of where the microtransaction stuff comes from is they you know they they can't just rely on the sale of the game and the expansions to, to fund their whole team because they, they don't have the backing no publisher and, anymore but anyways it's and that's fair like I I and yeah like I mean there's I I have a tendency to not like you know feel too much pity for like a company that's you know still oh yeah a pretty sizable chunk of money yep. and, and whatnot but no like I, I can give bungie that benefit i guess though because yeah they haven't released anything since going independent they're they're still just kind of relying on you know funding coming in from mm -hmm. d2 and i mean like i'll say i haven't looked into too much around like the business of like what happened between them leaving activision and whether they had to pay out to like kind of end certain contracts or something like yeah, that. yeah i'm not sure maybe that impacted it i'm not sure but i mean i'm you know it ultimately i still place a lot of like the state of where destiny's at on bungie but i get that they're juggling things i know they were having like net code issues for a while too that you were talking about before and you know i I have a degree of respect for Bungie and what they do because yeah. I mean I know they I was reading about some of their history and stuff too and like I know why they left Microsoft was basically because they didn't want to get stuck as just being the guys who developed Halo mm -hmm. because they wanted to do other things and Microsoft kept shutting them down didn't want them to do anything other than Halo because Halo made them a fuckload yeah. of money so they didn't care about anything else um, just because I was kind of curious about some of the back history of Halo so yeah. I was reading into some of this stuff but it was it was just kind of interesting to see, but yeah, I mean, I like like Destiny is is a fun game to play. I like its world and stuff. I mean, I I had frustrations with the first game and didn't really come back until Destiny two. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I left Destiny one arguably pretty early on just because like it was rough. there was yeah. not really much there. You blew through the campaign really fast, and a lot of the extra world building stuff was kept like outside of the game and like. Yeah you know, text things you had to go to a separate website to. And I'll say Destiny 2 improved on that a lot. It's it, even it's like uh like Red War campaign, like the the base game mm -hmm. campaign was like I enjoyed it. There was there were a lot of good times with it and it's you know, it's nothing super groundbreaking, but it was it, it was nicely presented. It was well done. Yeah. There's things about its world that I find intriguing that it's sort of continued to build on. I, I know D one got better with doing that even too, mm -hmm. to be fair, but um yeah, I don't want to seem like I'm shitting on, on no, Destiny or Bungie yeah. too hard, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I take issue with that kind of microtransaction stuff wherever it's coming from in the games industry, so it's it's not really specific to them. Yeah, but, well, that's, so. that's a good point, because I, I exactly, like, I understand the general animosity towards microtransactions, but I think that of all the companies that are doing them, which is pretty much most of them, Bungie's implementation of them are the least offensive that I've encountered um, in a lot of ways. Um, 
And I think part of what buys them goodwill on my part is just the way they operate themselves as a social entity. Um, they have been very vocal on a number of topics such as racism, homophobia, you know, they have, um, you know, it's one thing for the, a company like Bungie to put out a statement and say, you know, we support Black Lives Matter, but their, their community um, engagement team, basically, you know, at the height of the things that were going on in the summer when all that came to a head, um, you know, most companies would tell their employees, okay, well, you have to be political, you know, just sure, we're supporting this cause, but, you know, be careful what you say. Um, and most of the community managers were just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are people stupid? We need to be smarter about this and support our community. Um, and there's been a couple of high profile um, situations in the in the Destiny community that have been handled with a massive amount of grace by the community leaders. So um, I respect them on that front just for, you know, not shying away from not only, you know, releasing a statement or something and having initiatives at their company for social, you know, causes, but actually, you know, allowing their developers and their 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 team to you know say what they feel and support it vocally and not just be like you know some vague statement that doesn't mean anything well that's the thing like bungie's had a reputation around their like community management for a long time that's been like really up there because mm -hmm. like um i was talking with the, uh, my boyfriend about this recently too actually he was, he was really big into the halo games like the earlier games stuff way back in the day on like xbox live and stuff and playing like halo 3 and stuff online especially yeah um and he was just kind of like recounting to me there the other night about how like you know you'd have people from bungie who would regularly get on games with people and stuff there and you know if you ran into them in a game they might give you like special armor and stuff yep. and they would have things posted on their site about it and uh, and just that kind of like level of interaction with their community even back then back before like you know social media was yeah. like the big thing and and you know you had all these brands interacting with their you know quote-unquote communities you know through you know tweets and everything else this yeah. i mean i don't know twitter might have been around by then I, my timelines are a little off especially <laughs> when, but you know inebriated as i usually am during these uh, recordings um but yeah, like I, you know, it's just, it's interesting to me and it's, it's cool that they've sort of been able to maintain that even now. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I can respect that as well. I mean, I don't have quite the same history personally that, that you guys probably do with it, but it's, uh, yeah, I can, I can definitely admire it. And I mean, yeah, but it's also, you know, I'm, I think with destiny right now, I, I'm maybe considering going on and trying some of the beyond light stuff. Cause the new expansion does kind of look cool, mm -hmm. but I'm. I think for me and the the bigger picture of like Destiny, I'm kind of a little more interested now to see what they do with like Destiny three and like with the next like actual full iteration. Well, there won't there won't be a Destiny but, three. Like that, their next two expansions oh no. are going to be their yearly expansions. So oh, okay. part of that oh, Destiny really? content vault was that, um, I guess Luke Smith, the you know the director of the game, um, held a symposium with several content creators like in the Destiny community. And he was asking them, like, okay, well, let's say you want a Destiny 3. Why do you want that as opposed to, you know, us iterating on this framework that we have? And, you know, I, I think they're they're gearing more towards basically, if anything, they're probably going to drop the 2 and it will just be Destiny. And this is, like, this new engine that they built is, hmm. is the equivalent of... Uh, kind of like a relaunch. Well, I... it's, it, it's not so much that they're planning on doing a relaunch It's it or, like, even, like... It's more that this current, rather than start from scratch again and build a new engine and, you know, oh, all your items are gone again, all of that stuff that came with Destiny 2, they're trying to bring 
what they have as a framework up to speed and make it more iteratable and more extensible so that they can patch the game and add content at a quicker degree than it was. Because originally they didn't build the game on PC. That was Vicarious Visions, uh, who they it was outsourced to from Activision. So their main their main focus right now is let's we've got this new engine that we built for what's in the game currently with Europa and all these the new Beyond Light stuff, and then they want to apply that same upgrade to all the past things and that will make a game that's easier to maintain easier to patch easier to add content to um and that will take a while especially with the pandemic and everything like that but um that's sort of what their focus is right now is my understanding so yeah it'll it's it's a trade-off because like right now it's a bit rough but i will say if you haven't hopped into destiny since they added all the lore and like the triumph stuff in the lore books into the game I think you'd really like it, Bigby, because it's basically like you unlock pages of these books, which are self-contained little stories, and you can just from your you know, press F1, open up the the Triumphs tab, open up the lore book that you want to read, and just read the pages. Um, and they they are all there's a lot of them, and they're all in the game. All that like the comments that Destiny got in the past about oh yeah, the Grimoire cards is you know it's the best part of the game, but it's not even in there. You got to go to this other website just to read it it's like they they put it in the game it's in the game now and it's it's pretty extensive and a lot of it is really cool um i haven't delved into it anywhere near as much as i should but people who have love it no and that's fair i, I think that was in last time i was playing but i didn't dig into it too much but i i might be interested in giving it more of a look over i mean i i for one have kind of adopted over the years, like, you know, more of a, like, you know, show-don't-tell kind of thing about, like, how games should sort of handle that stuff. Sure. But I, I will give Bungie, they have gotten a lot better with the showing, and, you know, some things are just a bit more extraneous and don't necessarily need to be, like, yeah. it wouldn't make sense to try to spend time and effort building out things to showcase that. Yeah. So, you know, like, having that as an extra thing, I mean, it's it's okay, and it's better now that the situation, like, for one, it's still in the game, which to me was kind of the big issue from before. Although I will say, I don't quite sound like your your rendition of me uh, groaning about it. But oh, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be you. It's just you know, if anything, <laughs> no, I, uh, I didn't do. He used to always be like, well, he he just you know there was lots of jokes that he would parrot to me about about that in particular, but um, it wasn't meant to be a an impression of anybody <laughs> in particular. We're all no, friends here. I, I'm just. I'm just Josh. Well, it, it also gives you something to unlock as well, because I find, found once in Destiny 2, like, once I unlocked all the exotics that, like, weren't ridiculously mm. hard to unlock, like, I yeah. just ran out of stuff to do. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's not just that, like, there there is, there are some content things that can be considered droughts for some people. I think the people who stick with Destiny, even when it's, you know, in situations where there's, um, less content than maybe some other, you know, times when there's just been a, a content drop. Um, people like myself, the reason why we like it is it, Destiny is like my comfort food game, right? Like I, I boot it up and I play it because it's calming. It centers me. I can just do whatever I want and relax. Oh yeah, that's fair. Um, and I also like the grind. I like the chase. You know, there's random rolls on weapons again since they, you know, Destiny Two launched without that, and that killed the chase. And a lot of the diehards were like, "Well, I have this gun." If I find this gun again, it's the same gun. Uh, why am I playing this game? But since they added that stuff yeah. back in, that's the kind of stuff I like chasing. You know, you, you find a drop of a gun, but it, it's not necessarily a good roll. You can keep grinding for it. You can find one that you like. You can play the activities that you like until you get it. 
Um, there's that kind of prestige of doing the exotic quests. I actually did the raid, the new Beyond Light raid, uh, which is the first time I've done a raid on uh, Destiny 2. And it was a blast. We did it all one afternoon. So I, I agree that it's not for everybody. And I think there's definitely good complaints to be made about it. Um, but I'd argue that like for a specific type of person like myself, um, who is the right set of attributes to appreciate that and not get turned off by some of the things that other people would find annoying. Uh, it's a hell of a game. I, I love the art direction and like the graphic design in it is amazing. Um, the music's great. Like their art direction as a team from, you know, the character designs, the world building, the, the environments, um, they're a phenomenal development studio. Um, and I think their, their main hurdle that they've always had is just, you know, how do we make this game a, a living thing that people come back to? No, for sure. And I mean, it sounds like they're getting better with it. I do like the sounds of them um, kind of uh, like just trying to make it so that this can just be the version of the game they keep iterating on. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's that's a bad idea, um, especially if they like, you know, I, I maybe don't want to use the word relaunching, but just in mm -hmm. terms of like retitling it and, and sort yeah. of like repositioning it as this sort of like no this this is just yeah destiny and this is just our version exactly like you know they don't release like world of warcraft 4 every you know every once a year it's it's just it's world of warcraft you play it it's got expansions and i have see see that's fair though but to be fair they're also releasing overwatch 2 which i don't know is yeah i haven't heard much about that in a while but i thought it was like it was supposed to be more of a single-player campaign thing. That's that's a weird one. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sure that. what that's going on. What's going on with that? Because that's been yeah, kind. Of, that was uh, I want to say talking about ago. a lot. Yeah, a while ago, and I haven't heard anything on it. I, of course, yeah. definitely because of the pandemic. But like, still, like, just zero. Yeah, things I've heard from it, it seems like it's been past the the time when you would expect to have heard something. Yeah. Yeah. I... I don't know. I I've kind of gotten very uninvested in anything dealing with Activision Blizzard, mm -hmm. um, partly because of Bobby Kotick just being a real piece of shit, but yeah. also um, the a lot of other shitty things that that, that both companies in in that regard have sort of uh, mm -hmm. uh, been involved with vis-a-vis uh, -vis the you know Hong Kong protests and stuff and, and everything else. But uh, yeah. Man, I gotta say, Zoo, for an episode where you uh, you were initially really trying not to talk about hey, Destiny, this is a very Destiny heavy episode. You started with the Halo. I think the mention came before I brought up Halo. To be fair, but you know, I I definitely kept it going for sure. Yeah. So well, we can we can we can I, easily uh, talk about something else. I got I got other you know things that interest me. <laughs> All I'll say is if you're if you're debating. Picking it back up again, you know where to find me. <laughs> I have this is. Fair. I have been uh, told that the new uh, expansions and stuff is basically just like Destiny Three. Like that's how massive it is. Yeah, I mean, this is the fourth year Damn. of Destiny Two, I think, or maybe the third year. Or... Anyways, they they treat them as like Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Three. Um, so this is like the new era. This is basically the, the amount of time frame that would have been destiny three we're now in that so damn i guess that's fair well um what else you've been playing bees yeah I, I think you mentioned playing some apex lately but is there anything else you've been getting into um 
besides the usual, not really. Just like kind of some League, Minecraft, uh, Apex. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of my buddies wanted me to download Warzone last night, so I did. Uh, it is free right now. It's what is uh, what is Warzone? Uh, Call of Duty Warzone. No, oh, right oh, that thing. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, yeah. It's not bad. I definitely was, like. I'm just so used yeah. to the movement and stuff in Apex that like kind of yeah. going back to Call of Duty is like, oh god. <laughs> I know my stepbrother's been really into that. He's been telling me about it a bit. Um, it sounds kind of neat, but I don't know if I have a, a huge amount of interest in. I, I haven't had a lot of interest in uh, in that kind of like battle royale style game in general. Actually, Apex was one of the few uh, examples to the or uh, not examples, but yeah, uh, um, it's like the only one I gave exceptions to that. Sure. You and I played a bit. Mm -hmm. I just find it like very you, me, Dingo, and Dougie. I believe. Yeah. No, I think maybe Didgeristoo played with us a little he played, bit. Yeah, I played a couple matches with him. You were actually there, Bigby, for that one match where I got, like, was it, like, I don't know, 3,000 damage, and I got eight kills. And I was like, this is never happening again. Uh, I oh, I yeah. peaked in that, like, in that whole game. I was like, this is insane. What is happening? And then other games, you know, I would be lucky to get a kill. And in that one, I got, like, eight, and it was, like, thousands of damage. And uh, we lost. We got so close, though. I still have the the video recording of that, but it doesn't have any of my audio. It just has yours. Oh, yeah. it, it's funny to watch. That's funny. It's basically just you like doing a running monologue of like us, you know, running around. Oh, and wow. I'll show it to you. Uh, I'd almost like. To oh see yeah, it. I'll, I'll link you for it later. I, it's it's pretty cool. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah, that game was really big in our group for, like, a really brief period of time. Yeah. And then we just kind of completely stopped uh, addressing well, it. Because it was the only one that really grabbed my interest. Uh, I mean, I played a couple PUBG matches with uh, with other Kev and Didristu. But, um, I don't know. Hey, we, we never really got into it. The, well, they, the two of them did, but I, I only played, like, a match or two. But, uh, but Apex was, like... I was excited for that in a way that none of the other ones had. Well, it had a very Overwatch feel to it, I, I felt like. It was definitely more like cartoony than going for that, you know, oh, we're super realistic, you know, bullet physics and all that shit. You know, it yeah, was very much more casual, exactly. which is what appealed to me. If you uh, if you like, like, the sliding and the wall running that were, are in, like, Titanfall 2 and, uh, and Apex... Um, another game I've been playing, well, I haven't played it yet, but I bought it and I, I messed with the demo is uh, Ghost Runner, which is a game I think I oh, mentioned yeah, right. to Big B the other day. Um, but it's basically like if you took, I guess, Mirror's Edge with like the parkour and the wall running, and then like Titanfall 2 with the also with the wall running and the, like the sliding and the dashing and then adding the grapple hook, and then set it in like a cyberpunk ninja universe, and everything is a one hit kill. It's. It looks really freaking cool. I'm excited to dive into it. But it, it's on sale on Steam right now. It just came out in like October, I think. Um, but it's a gorgeous looking game. First person perspective. Uh, you got a sword. You you know you run up a wall, uh, jump to another wall, doing a run on that, do a slide down a a tube, and then like slash some guy, jump up, grapple hook to another platform, and kill him. And all of this is happening at like lightning speed. Um, if you fuck up, you're just you're just dead, and you start the like that sequence over again. It's kind of like Celeste or like, um, 
you know, in that there's a room and you have a goal to like clear that room and get to the end of it. And then if you die, you just restart at that checkpoint. But it looks like a blast. Honestly, the way you describe it, and I think I mentioned this last time you brought it up, but I, it reminds me a bit of like Hotline Miami in that way. And it's basically like you're in an area, you have to basically clear it. Yeah. Each time you fail, you just kind of immediately respawn and keep going. And then it's it's like room by room, you're sweeping, sweeping the area. But this, this one, that's definitely true. This one seems more like it's like, um, it's movement like on a path with that stuff attached, whereas Hotline was more like, you know, clear the room, and it, there is like sort of a ballet of dancing that you need to do to not get hit by bullets and whatever while you're killing everything. But this one has much more momentum to it from from what I've seen. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I would say Hotline can definitely have a momentum as well, mm-hmm. but it sounds like Hotline's maybe a little bit more kind of open to like what options you have yeah. and how you want to kind of tackle it. Where this sounds a little bit more like you're on a, a little bit more of a strict kind of path and you're just trying to like work through it. Yeah. Um, momentum might've been the wrong word on my part. I think traversal is, I guess, more what I was looking for. Like there's a lot more, yeah. you know, verticality and like getting from point A to point B, some other stuff. But yeah, that's a good, that's an apt uh, descriptor for sure. Well, that's fair. Oh man. I've been, uh, I don't know. Other than Halo, I haven't been playing a whole lot of stuff lately, but I've been watching, been watching a lot of anime lately oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you've been watching oh, man. well i think i mentioned on recommendations last episode about the uh hunter hunter i've been watching through that mm-hmm. uh I actually picked up one piece recently as well because um invisifly and didrisu were actually talking that one up in our discord yep. and then uh yeah, I've been just working through that and a little bit of Jujutsu Kaisen because that's another one that uh, Invisifly recommended as well. But I got a few other ones I've been kind of wanting to get back into. It's actually, in kind of a similar sense, I'm trying to I'm thinking of trying to burn through a few shows here quickly so I can try to like have a list of shows that I've kind of oh, gone yeah. through, similar to how you were talking about getting through games and stuff yeah. uh, there too. Because it's there's a few shows that I have on like my my to watch list that I've. I, I know that I like and want to watch more of, but I just haven't bothered to sit down and like get through the rest of them yeah. kind of thing. No, I'm, so. I'm bad at that for sure. That was my listing is mostly to try and combat that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a very relatable, <laughs> relatable situation for sure. So yeah. But what about you guys? You guys been watching anything neat lately? Any shows or movies or anything? Well, one thing that I've been still enjoying, which I, I, it's probably going to bring up as my recommendation, so I might I might hold on to that. But um, it's something that I mentioned to to you, Big B, a while back. Um, oh, I, I think, think you know. I might know what you're talking yeah. about. I, th- I can hold off till the recommendations if you want. But beyond that, I mean, I, I don't watch a ton of stuff. But Ash and I, uh, my wife, have been uh, we've been watching uh, Big Mouth, the new season, which is all over the fucking place. Um, is that show like any good? Like I watched the first season and I like kind of enjoyed it, it's... and then I kind of thought back on. It. I'm like, you know, that wasn't that great. Oh, <laughs> I know you said you weren't back to watch it. You weren't super keen on it from what you saw. That's actually I didn't realize you'd watched as much of it as you had when you because you seem to have not a super positive opinion of it when I mentioned it one other time. But it's um, I mean, it's very very crass, very vulgar. Um, I think the second season, the third season, 
they they do some stuff. I appreciate that it, it normalizes a lot of weird shit that kids go through when they're hitting puberty and even just like non-puberty related stuff. Like the new season is touching on like a lot of mental health and like anxiety and depression and stuff that kids struggle with as a result of trying to like fit in. Um, and I appreciate that. I would say it's this season doesn't seem like it's as funny as past ones. Um, but my main problem is it just it seems like it's all over the place in terms of like plot points like they're like this episode's about this and then like all of a sudden there's a new tangent over here like they're at camp and then now they're you know jesse's moving to new york and you know there's i don't know it just it feels very disjointed in a way where maybe like they had a lot of, of beats of story that they could find funny things too but maybe like the cohesion of tying those into into a like an overall narrative for the season was tough for them um, I'm still enjoying it, but it, it, it doesn't feel like it's as good as the previous seasons. But, you know, I would say a lot of what that show does might be off-putting to some people. And not just because it's like, you know, oh, look, they're swearing or talking about vulgar things. But, uh, I don't know, just the subject matter might not be everybody's cup of tea. But uh, we've enjoyed the previous seasons. And I like John Mulaney, who voices one of the two main characters. And Nick Kroll has done some really funny stuff, so... Yeah, I don't really have any issue with any of it, like, it, it, overall. Like, a lot of the concept of it, I think, is fine. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Some of the execution of it, I guess, I just found in the first season. Like, it wasn't bad, but it was just very, like, it's not really winning me over in, a, yeah. in any big way either, I guess. Like, some of the jokes, I mean, I, I couldn't even really tell you much about it, I guess, even at this yeah. point. Because it has been a while since I watched the first season, mind you, too, to be fair. Yeah. But, like it just it wasn't that memorable to me. It was just, I guess for me, it was just like it was so mediocre that it was just like, well, that was a thing. It was not really a lot for me to really kind of latch on yeah. to. But well, it's fair. I mean, and it just it felt with I, I guess with some of the crassness of it that you mentioned, mm-hmm. like I, in some situations, not all, mind you, but in some, it felt like it was just kind of trying to be a little yeah, bit absolutely edgy, or maybe not edgy, but just kind of like I can't believe oh, we're trying that, to be yeah. like outrageous. Yeah, they, yeah, there's a lot of that in the show where like you know the the main hook is that they say a line and you you look over at the person you're watching with and you're like oh my god, they went there they they said that and it's you know when they when they rely on that too much it, it can definitely be a crutch. No, that's very fair. What about you, bees? Um, besides, I've mentioned it on the show a couple times, but I'm still quite enjoying uh, How I Met Your Mother. Not really an anime, but that's just what I've been watching oh. lately. Not, 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 not really an anime. That's the best <laughs> yeah. anime we've been talking about. Oh my god, now I'm just picturing anime versions of all of the... When Marshall went into the... the uh, oh, fuck, the, the time chamber... Yeah. To, to train with uh with Kong. Oh I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just some, now I'm just picturing Neil Patrick Harris having an interaction with Mr. Popo. <laughs> I've yeah. been quite enjoying it though. Uh, it's, it's a very well written show, I think. Yeah, the dialogue's pretty good. I like Jason Siegel a lot, so it's a good good cast. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining Jason Siegel challenging for you. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> like he's trying to like talk him down to like not have a fight, but then he he's like, alright, I guess the cuffs are off now and he starts like going Super Saiyan. Well wait till you picture uh Neil Patrick Harris as a Bushido <laughs> master. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! I can't with that. I've been trying to find some other shows to watch, but I just can't really. 
uh, come across anything that like yeah. really can't really interest. can't really come across well, that, anything. Like Boy, Danford. I show I showed you Doro Hidoro. What are you talking about? Oh, I mean so that I have access to. I should say. Uh, oh, do you not have access? Oh, my it's on I Crunchyroll. I think Netflix. isn't it? Yeah. No, that one's on Netflix. He can oh. only show you the Doro Hidoro. It's up to you to walk through it. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. I forgot that show was on Netflix. I guess I could give that another another gander. Big B is not impressed with that line, eh? I'm uh, <laughs> I I'm the residential groaner at all of your Oh, time. I love it though. <laughs> I, I I feel disappointed whenever I don't get a, a disappointed groan. <laughs> you, I know you love it. Every time I do, you're just like, oh, yeah. it's like the. You you and Invisifly. Invisifly just yells. She just zoo. What? <laughs> I live for those reactions. Oh my oh god, my what the Lord. fuck? Just oh. love it. <laughs> oh fuck me. Well you might as well pick out that uh or pull out that recommendation now because I think we're gonna head into the recommendation section All here. Right. You want me to go? You you can go first. Zoom let right. you lead us off. So the the show that I was going to recommend is the Harley Quinn animated series that just came out. I think it's in its well, it is in its uh, second season right now, um, or at least they're both so. both seasons are completely aired. Um, and oddly enough, this was something I had you know heard about very vaguely and wasn't really interested in until um, there's a guy who writes for Forbes. Uh, who is like the preeminent uh, Destiny news guy, uh, Paul Tassi. Uh, and I follow him on Twitter for news about Destiny. Um, and he posted a... I'm a little surprised that it's a guy from Forbes that's like your primary... No, he's you know, like, right. it's not just me. It's like the, Forbes does, he does like two or three articles a day on Destiny. And he's like very well known in the community as oh, really? that guy. Yeah. Huh. Um, but regardless, he he was posting about when the second season came out, like, oh my God, the show is good. And he posted a clip from the second season, which is, so I like it because it, it points out and makes fun of the typical take that you might get from people when you suggest that there's a Harley Quinn animated series, which is some neckbeard sitting on a couch describing uh, how, oh really? They made Harley Quinn an animated series. She's probably all empowered and feminist and blah, 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 blah. Um, and this is a clip that's in the second season, and one of the guys is wearing a, a shirt that says "Release the Snyder Cut," which I just find hilarious. <laughs> um, but it's it's an, a really interesting show to me, just because it's like um, it focuses on Harley and her friendship with Poison Ivy, and basically it frames their story as um, Harley is in an abusive obviously relationship with joker and they finally break up in, in the start of the first season um and poison ivy is kind of trying to teach harley uh hey that guy's probably not good for you you're better off broken up maybe start kicking ass on your own um and the relationship that the two of them have is actually very touching um in a way that you know is not overly sappy but feels genuine which is kind of surprising to me like, the way that it treats the characters is really, um, I don't know, like, genuine is the word I would use, I guess. But on top of that is a show which is, you know, your typical kind of, like, adult cartoon humor, like Archer or something like that. But it also oscillates between, like, wickedly funny and extremely graphic. 
um, like in terms of the violence and like people are just getting killed like randomly at, at different times. Um, it's very not afraid to just do a lot of things. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, my wife and I are, I think we're like, we have three episodes left of the second season and it, it does a lot of really interesting things. There's also some like trippy sequences in some of the episodes where it's like, um, they do interesting animation tricks um, and the environments are kind of not what you would normally expect for something in say like Archer. Like there's action set pieces, which do, you know, MC Escher, you know, there's all these like, well, staircases that are on different angles and like weird optical illusion stuff, things like that. It's just, it's a really neat show. And I, I didn't expect to like it because um, I didn't know anything about it. But when I watched it, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Well, that's fair. I've heard a fair few like good opinions about it online, yeah. and I it looked kind of neat to me. It's not something I, I've kind of been meaning to get into trying to watch it. I know you actually had a, a USB, I think, loaded up with episodes oh, yeah. to, to share to me at some a point. Perfectly there. legal, uh, authorized USB. Absolutely, yeah. uh, I wouldn't expect anything direct else. from DC, but. <laughs> Uh, Washington? No. Yes, yes. Um, that was a really fucking lame <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, in my, uh, I guess not defense, but any which way. Um, yeah. What about you, bees? What's your recommendation for? Um, I guess if you were looking for, uh, I guess a good uh term that uh Zoo brought up earlier is a kind of a comfort game. Um, if you want something to kind of like, uh, just kind of get lost in, like. Uh, if you want, like, if you're in a building mood, I would recommend checking out Prisoner Architect. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. uh, I think I've heard of it's that. It's a uh, sand-based... Sand-based? Uh, sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's a sand entirely of sand. That's why you got to blow on the cartridges. That's yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a sandbox game, sorry. Uh, where you, like, build a prison from the ground up, uh, and you get these prisoners obviously uh every once in a while so you have to like uh expand them uh like make room for cells you have to like actually uh just run and upgrade this prison yeah. and just like uh kind of stuff will happen like uh there's like natural events that will go down uh gangs that could pop up and you just have to find ways to deal with everything this sounds like mass incarceration tycoon pretty much <laughs> that's that's weird man that's interesting it's uh, like that's a little yeah are the are the yeah well yeah are the events like uh there's an outbreak of prison wine in your facility how are you going to handle it not bathtub moonshine outbreak what are you going to do it's your play uh well uh not really stuff like that it's more of lines like uh oh the guards found like this uh weapon in a prisoner's cell so we have to try to like do a sweep of every cell to see like what else is out there how many riots have you suppressed um, that depends on the intensity of the game uh, or the level you can play on. Yeah. Uh, some uh, go throughs I've had like no riots, other riot or other go throughs I've had like probably three to deal with. Oh yeah, and like yeah, you have to like call in special guards and mm. uh, sometimes a, f- a fire will break out. You got to call in the fire department. It's a pretty just like like I said, just a fun way to kind of like kill some time, yeah. and if you're just like in a kind of a building mood. But don't want to play like Minecraft or something like that. That's fair. Uh, it sounds kind of it's it is on for sale now for eight bucks on Steam. Uh, normally it's like I want to say thirty bucks, but uh, it does go on sale quite frequently. Hmm. So I would even if you just check out some gameplay of it. 
it's a, it's a pretty fun way to spend some time, I think. Nice. I have about 70 hours in the gotta, game, personally. Gotta love those Steam sales. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, I'm gonna, not to overshadow, <laughs> or let it overshadow, I guess, your whole, uh, your whole recommendation there, but I'm really gonna have to fight the urge not to call this episode Sand-Based Game. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh really fucking hard for some reason. Um, Sandbox Game. What's my recommendation for this week? Oh, I know what my recommendation is for this week. Going off a, yet another anime recommendation. But uh, it's one that we brought up a little earlier in the episode. Uh, Doro Hidoro. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. I can't say too much about the plot because it's one of those ones that's a little better going into mm-hmm. it. But just to give the, the very basic thing that you get in like the first few minutes of the show, uh, there is a man with a lizard head who forgets his past or how he got the lizard head, but he wants his normal human head mm. back. And to do it, He's basically hunting down sorcerers that are coming into their world from the, their own sort of realm that they have separate from the rest of humanity that exists within this place called The Hole. And insanity ensues. And it's really, really good because the one thing that people, a lot of people will gripe on with anime is anime that's done with CG animation. Mm-hmm. And this is a show that blends CG and uh, and traditional like 2D anime styles together. Um, but it does the CG in a way that is far better than I've seen like any show do it up to this date. Yeah. And I really implore you, if you're listening, and, and you've maybe written it off for that reason, to definitely give it a try. The art direction on this show... I mean... A lot of the art is basically trying to emulate the art style of the manga artist Q Hayashida, um, who had a really cool style for the show. It has this very like uh, like industrial punk kind of edge, but it's it's a in a lot of ways, especially with how it depicts like the sorcerer's world and stuff. It has kind of a and some of their magic effects, I should say, uh, has kind of a weird surrealist kind of vibe. Like one of the main villains, uh, a lot of like what he deals with is like stuff with mushrooms mm. and I won't get into details beyond that, but there's some really cool visuals that come out of that and it, it can be a little out there with it, but like the, the main setting of the whole is like this big, vast, like industrial city. Like it's always like gray and cloudy, if not like rainy. And it's just pipes running everywhere. And this sort of like really almost like kind of like claustrophobically, like sort of overdeveloped city, mm. And just like factory, like uh, like smokestacks all over the place and stuff. Like it's it's a very and it's all rendered in such like gritty detail that it's uh, it's so easy to get lost in it. There's a lot of really cool world building that it develops, and man, the characterization is some of the best I've seen in like any anime in like a long time. Well, I shouldn't say a long time, but in a while. Like it's you really get interested and invested in like what's going on with the heroes, but it also develops the villains in like just as much, like with just as much depth and just as much time is spent on their stories and their motivations and what they're all about to a point where it really muddies the line between like who's right and who's wrong and who's like the good guy or the bad guy to a degree. Mm -hmm. And you get invested in all of the characters very evenly across this like broadcast of like you know it, it there's still clearly a line between who's like the quote-unquote the good guy versus the bad guy but 
you get just as invested in the bad guys as you do the good guys, I guess, if if I can sort of put it that nice. way. Um, yeah, very, very strongly recommend it. And I know Stew quite likes it as well, actually. Um, it's on Netflix as well, if I didn't mention that mm-hmm. already. Um, and yeah, definitely recommend it. And I'm really hoping we get a season two, because holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's one thing I was going to uh, mention about the show. Like, It does uh, kind of develop the villains and the heroes, which you don't really see a lot of shows doing. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it, it spends like, like it's, it spends a lot of time really developing everybody and, and everybody, it feels like a very nice, well-rounded character. Like even the main villain, like when you first meet him, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he's, he's this kind of anime villain. I, I've seen this before. That same guy with the, the mushrooms that I was mentioning, but like there's later episodes where like, you know, he's kind of having just chill, normal conversations and you learn a lot about like his likes and dislikes. And it, he, he, he does starts to not just seem like this archetypal, like anime villain and more like, Oh, there's there's actually more to this character than just that, and then that happens with like every character in the show, basically, hmm. uh, with maybe like a couple exceptions, I guess. But um, yeah, at any rate, it's man, awesome show, really strong recommendation from me on that one. But um, hopefully, bees actually gets <laughs> around to watching more of it. Um, no, I'm just I'm just joshing. Well, I mean, I am uh, looking for something uh, to uh, watch. I I definitely forgot that show was on Netflix. I could uh, I am interested in giving it another go. Ooh, ooh. you have to tell me how it goes. But at any rate, I think that's gonna do us for this week, folks. Thank you very much for joining us on this special episode where we have our music guy with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. He's also known as Z. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'll take either. To be honest, I'm not that big. I guess, I guess it'd be fair. Um, no, yeah, we appreciate having you on, buddy, and hopefully we'll have you on. Absolutely, again we got the time, Destiny but... episode out of the way, so you know, <laughs> talk about literally anything else. Now, next time, I can at least rein you in. <laughs> All right, buddy, we've we've had enough of the the Destiny. Yeah. Uh, we gotta have some diversity. We'll get them on again, folks. <laughs> oh boy, um, that is episode eleven. But yeah, I know it's been great having you on, buddy. And uh, like to wish everybody out there a happy holidays. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Take thank care. you very much for joining us. Have a merry Christmas and happy holidays, everyone. Yep. Absolutely. We'll see you guys in 2021. Um, Oh, yeah, right. Uh, well, he's on the show with us this week, but still need to give a thanks to Zoo for the use of our intro and outro music. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the guy. Um, make, yeah, make sure to check him out on, on Twitter, on SoundCloud, on, on Bandcamp, and, and anywhere else where you get your music. And uh, look for Blackbird Bell also. That's, that's Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if you look for Zoo, yeah, you, you just, might have a hard yeah, time. Yeah, you just type Zoo, and you might <laughs> so not get what you, what you want might not get what you're looking for um and uh yeah you can also find us on twitter as well at balcony underscore banter and uh this has been episode 11 we'll see you guys in the new year have a good night ladies and gentlemen see you